What's going on on my podcaster, C-Jizzle and fucking Wizzle, bringing you another episode. And, you know, i kind of been getting in these spells here lately where I don't make a podcast for a while, maybe for a whole week, and then, bam, I make another one. And then sometimes I get into these moods where I make podcasts every day or every other day, or two or three episodes a day, you know, it just depends. So... <clears throat> With that being said, uh, I feel like I'm kind of more on a on a roll again. I've been kind of on a hi- hiatus pretty much uh, for the past month or two, but I feel like I'm I'm getting back out there, uh, making a podcast at least every other day. So I don't know how long that's gonna last. I want to keep that going. So that's the reason why I'm making this podcast tonight. I was going to just say fuck it and watch videos and go to sleep, but just figured I'd give you a little little something something, you know, um, there's a lot of people out there that are truck drivers or, you know, that have a job that's pretty mundane and they like to sit there and listen to me or they like to listen to me when they're working out. I had a friend that used to do that, um, so no matter what it is, what the reasoning is, Uh, I'm still going to continue making content with or without followers. So, I said this before in the past, you know, honestly, it's, I just, I started making these because I wanted some, some place to vent. You know, I needed somebody to talk to and get all my frustrations out. I thought, well, wouldn't it be neat to have kind of like a, um, like, like a diary or something that I could listen back to, you know, a year from now. And that's pretty cool, that's pretty, um, it's pretty crazy to look back, you know, a year later and see what I was thinking or what I was saying. Sometimes I I think, well, you're just a silly fucking bastard, you know. Sometimes I think, what the fuck were you thinking that night? But, it's all fun and games. It's all in good spirits, it's all in good times. For right now... We are drinking on some Paul Masson. No, no, sorry. E&J. Now, I like both. I like Paul Masson and I like E&J. E&J was the first drink that I had when I um, first started drinking whenever I was younger. I got fucked up and uh, I was staying at my grandmother's house, long story short, while she was out of town. And I was dog-sitting for her and... I ended up having some some girls over there, and long story short, it was a bad idea. They ended up letting me fall asleep and then uh, taking my car keys out joyriding all night. So, <clears throat> I think that they, they pretended like they were going to go to sleep so that I would go to sleep. And then as soon as I did, they stole my car keys. It's crazy. You know, I was like fucking 18, 19. I don't know. Probably a little older than that. I was probably 20, 21. But anywho, it was one of the first times that taught me um, never to have a woman over and get drunk. Don't do that. Especially if it's a one night stand type thing. Don't get drunk. You know, uh, 
it's already bad enough you gotta worry about women stealing from you and fucking doing you dirty and shit anyways, but whenever you're drunk, it's like taking candy from a baby, so don't do that. Anywho, we're gonna pop open this can, can of Pepsi right here, I'm drinking some some Rolling Rocks, but I've also got some E&J, so just to wash it down, I got some Pepsi, and now that it's opened, I gotta drink the whole thing of Pepsi, so... All this alcohol mixed with sugar is not going to be a very good time tomorrow. So, keeping that in mind, I'm going to take a swig. Ah, yeah. That's what it's supposed to taste like. I like brandy. I really do. It's really smooth. It doesn't have that real oaky taste to it like whiskey does. I really like whiskey a lot, but I think I like brandy more than whiskey, so a lot of people like to talk shit about E&J, oh, they call it irk and jerk, blah, 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 I don't give a fuck, tastes good to me, gets me fucked up, and it's cheap as hell, so what do I care? Same thing with Ice House, you know, it's cheap beer, it's good beer, what do I care? Everybody's got their own little, you know... Their own little, uh, what do you call it? Everybody's got their own opinion on what tastes better. <clears throat> some people swear by Budweiser still, and some people swear by, uh, you know, that they can't drink anything but Natty Light or whatever. Whatever. So I came home from work today. I, um,. It's a little bit warmer than what it was last night. Last night was pretty chilly. It was in the 50s. I came home from work and again I opened my window for the second night, put in the fan, and uh, it's still blowing in there. But last night before the sun came up, I took it out of the window. So that's probably what I'm going to do again tonight. About six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere around there. I don't know. I wake up in the morning like I always do to go take a piss and then I'll take it out of the window. Because that's when it starts to, to warm up is after about 8 or 9. So. Anywho. Take another swig. Now I got a pint right here. No, this is a, this is a half pint I think. I think it's a half pint. And I got a whole 12 pack of Rolling Rock, so I'm not going to be needing anything tomorrow. Ah, yeah. Ooh. It just tastes so damn good. I don't know why, but. So. I, um, like I said in my last podcast. I've been kind of trying to heal a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more every day. And there's still days where it still gets to me. The death of my grandmother. Uh, just thinking about it now just kind of almost made me want to cry about it. You know, uh, throughout the day I don't really think about it too much. But then, you know, usually 
there are little parts where, bam, it'll just hit me and I'll think about it. And, but what I can say is I'm really happy that she's not suffering anymore. And I'm also very happy that it's brought family close together like it did. Instead of the complete opposite. Usually when somebody dies, it brings out the worst. And everybody, you know, everybody's trying to steal shit from people. And just brings out the evil in everybody. The family just falls apart, usually. But it seems like everybody was kind of prepared for this. We knew it was coming. And so we kind of all braced for that. And I think people were just too much in shock, you know, for anybody to be causing any problems or uh, trying to see what they can get out of it or, you know. Now, there is one bitch, and I don't know her last name or else I'd blast her fucking name all over, but her name is Judy, and she used to be friends, quote-unquote, with my grandmother. And it reminds me kind of like my old friend, Eric, that I uh, stopped talking to recently, because Judy only wanted to come over whenever she could get something for free, whenever she could get, you know, some... Uh, cute uh, clothes that my grandmother got at the thrift store, or, you know, a, ch a china set, or, you know, some silverware, or something that had valuable meaning to it would be the only time that she would come around. And it kind of reminds me of Eric, you know, the only time he would ever want to hang out is if it benefited him. So, I mean, even all the way up to my grandmother's deathbed, she was still keeping in contact with her. And she was saying, hey, do you got this? Hey, can I come over? You know, you got any new clothes for me to wear? And blah, blah, blah. Now, now mind you, my grandmother is on her deathbed. She's fucking dying. And the only thing that this lady is worried about is clothes and shit. Jewelry and shit like that. And I guess from what I heard at the, at the funeral, afterwards, after we left, and I'm glad they told me afterwards because I would have flipped a fucking gasket. I would have lost it. I would have told her that she isn't welcome there, you know, um, we all kind of kept our, bit our tongue, because we feel like that's what our grandmother wanted, since it was her friend, you know, I don't really think she was truly a friend, but hey, you know, she was my grandmother's friend, uh, whether my grandmother thought that or, or not, or whatever, whether the case was true. Um, so, but one of the comments that she had made was she approached my cousin, my mother's niece, um, long story short, my mother has a, a niece that's like, I don't know, she's older, she's not like a young niece or anything, she's not like 20s, 30s, 40s, she's probably in her 50s or so, about the same age almost as my mother, uh, and I guess Judy went up to her while we were at the gravesite and was questioning her about jewelry and shit, and asked her if there was anything for her to have that was my grandmother's. Now, like I said, I didn't know about this at the time, because if she would have been heckling 
me for my grandmother's shit, I would have lost it. I would have fucking told her, you know what you can, you know what you can have? You can have this motherfucking fist in your teeth if you don't get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. So, anywho. I'm glad that the family's come together. Um, talking to... Uh, talking to my uh, cousin, Angela, and her daughter, my second cousin, Dana, and my other cousin, Daryl, now. Talking to all three of them again. I think that's great. I think that's the greatest thing ever. Um, my Uncle Scott, I haven't seen in years. We don't necessarily get along, but we don't necessarily hate each other. Um, and it was good to see him. It was good to catch up, see him. Gave him a hug. Uh, you know, m many people in the family that I haven't seen for years. And it was just good catching up, good seeing them. And it kind of reinforces the fact that family's forever. I know a lot of people say that, but they say, oh, blood is thicker than water, or family comes first, or, you know, family is forever, or whatever. And in the past, I always said, yeah, right, you know, family doesn't give a fuck about you. But to be honest, family gives more about you, gives a shit about you more than anybody else. Even if you're down and out, you're having a rough time. Nobody from your family's talked to you in three to six months. Don't take it to heart. You know, people people have their own lives. Um, you know, and I'm just as guilty for not talking to them. You know, like I said, I, I just, I, I'm busy. I got a lot of shit going on in my life, and I'm sure it's the same thing with them. So, I don't let that get to me, you know. Anywho, moving on from that, I feel like liquor makes me emotional. I only had a couple swigs, but it seems like every time I drink liquor, it always makes me cry over something. Whether it's a pissed off emotional cry or whether it's a sad cry, always gets to me. That fucking liquor. <laughs> I don't know why that is, you know, think about it. Like, why does liquor make you bring out more emotions? Why does it make you think about stuff more? Like, people say that liquor makes you stupid, drinking makes you slower and fucking retarded almost. But, um... You know, nobody ever said anything about how it heightens your senses, how it makes you more emotional. It's kind of fascinating that it can be, you know, it can make you slow and stupid, or it can make you emotional and uh, more emotional. <laughs> so, I went to work earlier today. It was fucking miserable, it was terrible. I was dreading it the whole time. I knew whenever I woke up that it was going to be a shit day. Clouds were out. It just looked shitty. I felt shitty. Um, 
and I just, like I said, I had that gut feeling that it was going to be shitty. So, I get to work. <clears throat> Let me take another drink. Take another swig of this E&J. So I get to work, Ooh. and whenever I get there, it's um, this other girl that's, I don't know if she's training to be a shift lead or if she's a half-ass shift lead, but she's kind of like in between being a shift lead right now. She has been coming in and, and opening up for some mornings and shit like that. Actually... Today was her first day of opening up a morning shift on her own, which is great, which is great because I hope that from now on, once she starts learning how to open, that my boss starts scheduling her to open and scheduling me to close because I just, I don't like it. I don't like the morning shifts. You know, at first I thought, oh, it's great because I'm going to have the rest of the evening off, you know, um, I can come in here and get this shit done early and then have the rest of the day off. No, it's terrible. I mean, not only do you have to do all the work by yourself, not just for your shift, but for the evening shift too. But like I said, you're you're literally all by yourself. You have no nobody there to help you. So it's it's a fucking circus when you're there by yourself. You've got the phone's going off, you've got the drive through dinging, you've got fucking the screens just had orders beeping at you that just came in. It's crazy. And I told her recently to stop scheduling me for morning shifts because she was whining and bitching that I didn't get the prep work done, supposedly. This is what she says. Now, every day that I'm in there in the morning... I've gotten the prep work done, so I don't know. So I told her, well, if you got such a problem with it and you think that I'm not doing my job right, then just stop fucking working me on the mornings. How about that? Just nip, nip all that in the butt with one, you know, and I'm pretty sure she's either going to shut up about it now or she's going to start uh, listening to me and just working in the evening because... Um, I'm pretty sure she's going to shut up about it, though, because, honestly, she doesn't want to have to work those days, you know, um, especially if it's her day off or whatever, who else is going to work it? <clears throat> Anywho, I get in there, the one shift leader is leaving for the day, and the cook that came in with her, because they drive in town together... This is one that I was talking about on my last podcast, but they drive in town together 30 miles every day, and so they have to leave at the same time as well. And so we've only got one cook, and that's this guy, because the other two, one got fired and one quit. So the one was supposed to show up today, but he didn't, of course. He put in his two-week notice, but he, he didn't show up. So, you know, first of all, I don't know why you would put in a two-week notice if you're not going to finish out those two weeks. You know, I, I guess it was, maybe he thought that, you know, if you put in this two-week notice on paper that he could come back if he lost his job. 
but that's not going to happen. You didn't put in your full two weeks, you didn't stay, you didn't finish out your term, so fuck you. You ain't coming back. So, there's literally only one cook, and he's gone for the day, because he was there in the morning. Which doesn't make sense, because again, we had Tiffany and Jimmy in the morning, since they had to drive to work together. So, this is, this is what I told her the other day, it's not fair. You know, you expect me to get everything done by myself with one person, but every other shift it has two people. When Kat comes to work, she's got Jimmy. When Tiffany comes to work, she's got Jimmy. So they don't have to be over there making pizzas and saucing and cheesing and stretching and all that shit. And whenever I told her this, whenever I hurt her feelings the other day and I told her, you've got somebody here to help you and I don't ever have any help. She said, the only time that I ever have anybody that comes in with me is on the days where I have that special order thing. Now, long story short, the special order thing has, it's, it's a school or a church that's ordering pizza every Wednesday or something for the rest of the year. For the rest of the school year. The school year just started. The school year just fucking started, and they want to do pizza parties for the rest of the year, okay? All of fall, all of winter, all of spring, until they get out again. And she claims that that's the only day that he comes to work with her to help her. I said, that's a fucking lie. That is a lie. That is the biggest lie I've ever heard come out of her mouth. She didn't start doing this special order shit until like two weeks ago. So, I've been here for about three months, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, going on four months, I'm pretty sure. And every fucking day that she comes into work, she's got Jimmy with her. Because like I said, he's the only, that's the only ride that he has into town. So... a complete lie that she says oh the only day I have somebody with me is on the Wednesdays no that's a fucking lie so anyways I had to <laughs> tonight I had to make pizzas I had to in between orders while pizzas were still coming in I had to make I had to go prep dough which for any of you that don't know, there was a lot of fucking dough. Like 40 personal pan pizzas, 50 fucking breadsticks, uh, 40 fucking hand-tossed crust. Or, no, it was 50 hand-tossed crust in the mediums and 50 hand-tossed crust in the large. I only had to make 25 since we already had 25. So, anywho... I had to not only make pizzas, do prep, but I had to run the drive through I had to make sure that everybody else was doing a good job, that, every, you know, going and checking on people, like the cut table, for example, to make sure that they're not going to drown or anything. And also, on top of that, I had to clean up the fryer, 
uh, I had to do all my paperwork, you know, like my critical counts, counting the cooler and shit. Um, and I'm sure I'm missing like one or two things as well. So, you know, I called her up and I was, I was freaking out because it was like 9 o'clock. And the only dough that we had was medium and hand, medium and large hand tossed dough. We had the pan crust, the medium and large to do. We had personal pans, we had breadsticks, we had dinner boxes. All that shit still needed to be done. And the fryer wasn't finished being cleaned out. The floor wasn't started being swept. The trash wasn't taken out yet. You know, nothing was done basically by nine o'clock. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, we have an hour left. Nothing's fucking done. The dough isn't even fucking done. So I get a hold of my boss, and I'm like, hey, what do you want me to do? And she said, take one of those drivers off the road and use one of those drivers to help you do the dough. And I'm glad that I listened to her and I did that. That's what I was planning on doing anyways. Um, because if not, we would have been fucked. Like, we'd, I would have been there till who knows when. Probably 11.30. Who knows? Probably later than that. But, you know, these people don't realize how much it really takes to do this shit. I've got this old broad that just started driving not too long back. She doesn't drive that often. You know, she drives like part-time, like two or three days a week or whatever. And... She is so stupid, she doesn't know how to do anything, you know, that she needs to know how to do. She's fucking up orders and shit, her own orders, delivery orders. And then she takes them there, and they're fucked up, and they're like, hey, I don't want it. And long story short, it's a pain in the ass to void out deliveries once the driver's already left and came back, it's almost impossible. So, you have to actually discount the ticket down to zero instead of voiding it out. It's really fucked up, but... So I'm back there, and I've got, like, six fucking orders on the screen. And a lot of people are like, oh, six orders, that doesn't sound like a lot. Well, when one order has fucking four pizzas in it, and you got six of them, and you got breadsticks, and you got cheese sticks, and fucking cinnamon rolls, and all this other garbage that goes with it. It is a lot. And you literally can't stop doing what you're doing because you're going to get backed up. And when you're the only one doing the shit, you know, you just can't leave your post. So you got customers that are coming in, they're bitching and whining, and they're, they want you up front, and I'm like, I, I'm busy, you know, and, uh, so, so this new, well, I don't want to say she's new, but this dumb broad, this old broad comes up to me and says, she needs me to help her with something to do with one of her delivery drives, and I said, I, I can't, you know, I've got all these pizzas coming out right now, I've got this to do, that to do, I can't. And she said, well, okay. So then she just, she comes back later, and it's the same thing. I'm fucking, I'm sitting there, 
neck deep with fucking pizzas that I'm making. Nobody's coming back there trying to help or anything. It's just me. And she comes up to me when there's a customer at the counter and says, Hey, she needs you up there uh, to take a fucking, to take a carry-out order. Again, I looked at her and said, Does it look like I have the time to go up there right now? And she's like, Well, I was just telling you. Okay, well, you go up there and take the fucking carry-out order. You know, I mean, it's so ridiculous. Like, you see me sitting here working, I got fucking ten orders on the screen, I'm fucking up to my neck. And you got the balls to come back and tell me to go up there and take a fucking customer's order. That's your job. You should be doing that. You're not just a delivery driver. You know, I think cooks or delivery drivers or whatever think that they're just there for that. You're not just there for that. Delivery drivers have to fold boxes. Delivery drivers have to fucking do dishes. Delivery drivers have to help with prep. That's just the way it goes. So, she comes in off the road, and we've got, like, the dishes haven't been done all night. We've got so many fucking dishes stacked up, like, we've got dishes from the whole night. Because both the drivers have been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. I've been busy, the other guy at the cut table's been busy. So, she comes in, it's probably about an hour or two before close. And she comes in and tries to start folding boxes again whenever we've got... We've got a whole wall of boxes already made. Because earlier that day, they stocked them all up. And when I say a wall of boxes, I mean like fucking 20 stacks of boxes at least. And this bitch comes in and she decides to start folding boxes. I said, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You better go over there and get on those dishes. That's what I need you to do. And you could tell she didn't really want to... She said okay, and she went over there and started doing it, but you can you can tell in the back of her mind, she was like, this motherfucker, you know, hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles, so, <laughs> why the fuck would you come in and start folding boxes when you've got three million boxes sitting in front of your face, shit, makes zero sense. But that's why I'm with the boss, and that's why they're not. So, <laughs> because they would do stupid shit like that, and the fucking place would just fall apart if they didn't have somebody there to tell them no. So, <clears throat> some drivers are like, hey, I'm supposed to be off at 9 o'clock. Okay, you think I care? You know, these people act like staying 30 minutes later or an hour later is going to hurt them. It's crazy. Every night when I get done with all my cleaning chores and shit, there's a lot of times when there's still some shit left over that nobody did. And I have to stay over 30 minutes to an hour all the fucking time just to do their shit. So, these drivers want to be out of there 15 minutes early. You know, I'm like, no, no, no. You know. <laughs> Especially this one broad, this one young chick. Her name's Amelia. She's about as useless as tits on a hog. Tell you what. She calls off half the fucking time anyways. And then whenever I get there, 
at what, 4.30 or so? She was off at 5. So, it, it was just a really fucked up day. Really fucked up. Shouldn't have never went down the way it was. We were underscheduled, underprepared. Could have went a lot better. Now, I am surprised that we came back and got all that shit knocked out. And that we were out of there before 11 o'clock. Um, so since I was a cook tonight, I was the only cook, I got all the tips. Usually the only people to get the tips are the cooks. Um, even if I run cut table, I'm running the deliveries and carryouts and cut table and wings and all that. I usually don't get tips. So, tonight was a nice change. I got 20 something dollars, 22 dollars or something, 25, I don't know, in tips. So I went across the street, I got this alcohol, I got some beer and I got some liquor. Mainly because, like I said, I know I'm not going to have the money for the next few days. So, um, I was really stressed out that I wasn't going to have enough money for rent. And now, my check cleared. And I'm still not really there, but I've only got a couple more days or so that I can dip into my daily pay and, and get an advance to pay my rent. So, Feeling pretty good about that. Anyways, enough about my job. Enough about that shit. I'm tired of talking about it. It's a clusterfuck. It's a it's a I don't know uh, how else to really describe it. <laughs> Just fucked up. I'm gonna go to sleep tonight. I'm gonna wake up. I'm going to do it all over again tomorrow. How does that sound? doesn't sound too fun, but... Another swig of E&J will probably help. vacation. I really do. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm stressed. I'm worried all the time. And I haven't had a vacation in like 10 or 11 years. Actually 11 years. So, um, it's really fucking wearing on me. And even if, you know, I was to take a week off somewhere, it's not going to be enough. I need to take like three months off. I need to take like a fucking solid month to three months off. Kind of de-stress. And then I can get back in to the groove of things. Get another job. Now, that's not going to be next year. I'm not going to be able to do that. Uh, but after I get into van life, 
save up a little bit of money, then I could definitely take three months off and then uh, get back out there and start looking for another job. That's probably what's going to happen, to be honest. A week, two weeks, three weeks, six weeks, it's just, it's not enough. With all the stress and everything I've been dealing with, it's not enough. So, we're going to see how long I can stick it out with this pizza place. I'm going to give it about a year altogether. I've already been there for three months, so... If I make it to a year and a half, I'm going to be really shocked. I'm going to be surprised. But who knows? You know, once I get out and get in the van life, I'm not going to be as stressed, like I said before. So, who cares if I make 40 hours a week or 20 hours a week? Who gives a fuck? Because I'm not going to need to pay any rent. So, that's what I'm trying to do is to get to where nobody can fuck me over anymore. You might cut my fucking, you might cut my hours, but I'm not going to be homeless, and you might cut my hours, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be able to feed myself and still live. So, I'm tired of getting fucked over by companies that cut your hours, for no reason. Especially around wintertime, they like to say, oh, it's because of labor, and trying to keep down on labor costs and blah 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 and then they hire fucking five more people so it makes no sense so I don't give a fuck what the reasoning is or why you're cutting my hours all I know is you're cutting my hours and I don't like it and I noticed how this week, she's got me working a little bit more. She's got me up to like 30 hours or so. And I'm pretty sure this next week, she's going to have me about 30, 35 hours. Maybe even 40, I don't know. But it's going to be up a little bit higher too because she only has one cook. So she's going to be scheduling me to do prep, to do cook and all that shit. Anywho, I hope my battery makes it through these last 20 minutes. Because I'm at almost about 28%. Kind of, kind of not really feeling it tonight, to be honest. Took a couple breaks throughout this podcast. I've tried to kind of get my uh, bearings back together. and I just kind of uh, crumbled a little bit. But, hey, everybody's normal, everybody has feelings, everybody has emotions, everybody, you know, they uh, have their own life. So, might not be the greatest podcast tonight, but hey, at least I didn't leave you guys hanging. So, plan on getting back into video games soon. I've had a lot of friends... Uh, here lately that have asked me, hey, you play this game, or hey, you played that game. I had my cousin, who I used to grow up with playing video games all the time. We used to, uh, I used to go over to his house, and when Xbox first came out, 
we'd be over at his house in the basement playing Xbox until fucking five in the morning. You know, we'd actually pull all-nighters all the time. We'd stay up for 24 hours straight playing video games. And I feel like that's where, you know, I think he still does that. I think he stays up for hours at a time. Um, but I haven't played a video game in at least probably five years. I mean, I might have played one over at a friend's house once. But I haven't played video games really in five years or more. So I told him that, and he was like, what the fuck? He said, no way I could ever do that. And I said, yeah. You know? So when a lot of people ask me, hey, have you played this game? Or, hey, have you played that game? It's kind of like, eh. No, I haven't played it. And no, I don't really want to. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, I want to play that fucking game. You know? Deep down, I want to try every video game. But since I don't have a system, and I don't have the time... You know, it's the way the cookie crumbles. So, I'm hoping and praying that tomorrow, at the end of my shift, I've got enough money to pay rent with my daily pay shit. So that way, you know, by the 18th, I can save up enough money through my daily pay shit to get some weed forwarded to me before I get paid. Because I'm not going to go a whole two weeks. You know what I'm saying? We only get... We get paid every two weeks, so... But we have a thing on our phones where... You can log on there and you can get an advance taken out of your check. Pretty much. <laughs> a lot of people like to, you know... Think of it as something else, like free money or something. But it's it's your money... It's just an advance. So, let's say you borrowed $200 off of it and your check's usually $800. It's going to be $600. You know? It's not bad. It'll get you out of a pinch, especially on weeks that you just paid your rent and you need to go get some groceries. Or, you know, uh, on weeks like this week where I'm short on rent and I need to get money forwarded to me to kind of catch up. So, honestly, the only thing I'm going to get taken out of my check for uh, this next week is my weed. And if I jump on the bandwagon right now, I can get 14 grams for $108 with taxes and everything. They've got a special deal going on. Not only is the 14 grams on sale... For $100, but they've got a 20% discount, so it's $80 plus taxes, brings it to $110. Now, usually 14 grams at a dispensary is about $160 plus tax, so $180 or more. So that's a big fucking discount, that's a big difference. That's like $50 a quarter, it's $50 for 7 grams. And again, that's with the taxes and everything. A lot of people say, oh, then you got the taxes to pay, and blah, blah, blah. Well, no, this is all included. So, if I wait any longer, 
and they run out of that shit, then I'm kind of fucked. Because if I got to pay $75 for a quarter, which is what it usually costs when it's on sale, um, that would mean that it's going to be $150, you know, for 14 grams. So I'm really saving 50 to $100. If I jump on the bandwagon now. If I can't. If I can't find it. Or whatever. In a few days. If they run out of the thing that I'm looking for. I'm just going to end up buying a quarter. Because. You know. You're, you're really not saving anything. By buying 14 grams at that point. So. Anyways. I need to go out and buy a new pair of work shoes. I need to get a haircut. And I need to start buying fall clothes. Sweats and all that shit. So I don't know. It's a lot of money. Not enough money. We're going to take another drink of E&J. almost gone I've got a stuffy nose I don't know why it's probably from smoking this vapor I haven't really eaten yet I've I've eaten like a few slices of cold pizza so I'm probably just gonna eat the rest of it honestly I'm gonna finish off that cold cheese pizza nothing wrong with that when you're a bachelor And I've gotten so used to being a bachelor that I don't know if I can go back to the dating life. I've gotten so used to being single for years and years and years that I don't want to go back to the dating life. And if I do, um, it's going to be, you know, uh, we go to your place or we go to my place. You know, they're not going to be living with each other or, you know, maybe one week we'll go to your place and one week you can come to my place. Something like that. But I'm never going to, you know, for the first part, I'm never going to let them know where I live. That's one of my biggest rules. When you're out here, don't let these fucking females know where you live because they'll bother you, they'll harass you. They'll fucking torment you. Even once you've already kicked them to the curb. They'll come back six months from now or two months from now or whatever. And they'll be like, hey. And you've got some other female that you're with. So don't fucking, don't let females know where you live. Even if they're, you know, they think you're acting shady or whatever. Fuck them. Who cares? You either want to hang out with me or you don't. We're either going to go back to your place or we're not. We can go down to the bar, have a few drinks, do whatever you want to do, but we're not fucking going back to my place. And then she's going to think that, oh, you have a girlfriend, or oh, you got a wife, or oh, you got... And 
that's their way of tricking you in to taking you to where you live. Because if you don't have a girlfriend, nine times out of ten, the dude is going to be like, let me prove it to you that I don't have a girlfriend. You take her to your house to show her that you don't have a girlfriend, and now she fucking knows where you live. So, don't do that. Had a lot of crazy fucking females in the past. And that's one of my main rules. Don't let them bitches know where you live. They'll break your windows out. They'll fucking... uh, The list goes on and on. You know, there's no reason for them to know where you live to begin with. So... Females like to play that game all the time. Like, oh, I'm scared he's going to rape me or whatever on my way in. So I'm not going to let him know where I live at. You know, he could be a stalker, a crazy stalker. Well, that's exactly what these females are. Crazy fucking stalkers. If anybody knows how to stalk, it's these crazy fucking females. I'm telling you, they invented it. They invented the word stalking. So... Females have been stalking motherfuckers before men have been stalking motherfuckers. For the simple reason that females want to know what their man's doing at all hours of the day, even when they're fucking loyal and faithful. So, <coughs> I think it's ridiculous, but... Uh... Ooh. Damn. A little bit of that Paul Masson, or I keep saying Paul Masson. That's what I'm used to drinking, Paul Masson. But got that good old E and J tonight. I'm sorry if it sounds a little weird. It sounds like I'm talking out of my nose or something like that. I don't know what it is, but this. Anywho. I might make another podcast after this. I might not. Um, I'm only about 25% on my battery. So, I'm not really sure. It doesn't usually take too much to make a podcast, battery-wise. But, um, it's going on 3 in the morning. So, 2.55 right now. So, I'm planning on really only staying up for another hour or two. About four or five o'clock, and then I'm gonna go to sleep. And I know my battery isn't gonna last for a whole another hour podcast. So, and I'm I don't have enough time to sit here and charge my phone up since I don't have a fast charger. So it's gonna be what it's gonna be. And if I want to make another one, if I have enough battery, I will. I'll run this motherfucker all the way down till it's dead. So. But that being said, this is, I think, my fourth beer. I drink almost a half pint of brandy. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not feeling too drunk. I'm not feeling uh, too sober. So, kind of in between. Matter of fact, I just took a rip off the, off the wax as well. I got a little bit of wax. Let's hit this... Let's hit this irk and jerk again. Like everybody calls it. Ah. 
so smooth. I don't know why, but this ENJ is going down way smoother than that Palmasan I had. And it definitely tastes better than an airplane bottle. Since it came in a glass bottle. Oh my gosh. If I had to drink that shit in a plastic bottle, it would be fucking terrible. You can't store liquors in a fucking plastic bottle. You can't. It's like storing gasoline in something other than a gas can. It's just not fucking possible, you know? You fucking eat through that shit get in its system it's not good it's not good that's one thing I never understood is even when people are trying to fill up gas in like plastic bottles and shit milk jugs and all that shit those are not specifically made for gasoline so like I said once those chemicals and shit leach into that gasoline and then you're putting that gasoline through your engine to be burnt. All the vapors and everything of that plastic that's in that gasoline is going to be stuck to your fucking cylinder walls and shit. And like, even like, one thirty-three thousandth of a fucking, of an inch or whatever could be like all that it takes to fuck up an engine. So, anywho, uh... I never understood why people put, tried putting that shit into their car, tried storing it in plastic bottles or whatever and putting it in their car. I've seen people trying to put it in grocery bags, Gatorade bottles, styrofoam cups. That didn't work very well. <laughs> now, Gatorade bottles are pretty damn good for holding gas. And the only reason why I know this is because We've done it before in the past. I've done it before. Um, I went over to a buddy's house of mine. Uh, well, an ex-friend of mine. The one that fucked my ex-girlfriend. Um, and his dad was a very big, like, fucking... He got, he, he'd been in prison and shit, you know. And he was a very big, like, dangerous fucking man. Like, I'm not, I don't know how else I can put it to you, but he was into fire and fucking knives and shit, and he was an ex-felon, but he couldn't have guns or whatever, but I'm sure if he could, he would. Because he knows that the cops ever got called, and then they came and searched and found a gun, he'd fucking go straight back to prison. So he couldn't, he couldn't ever do that. I'm kind of glad for that, but he carried a lot of knives around, uh, and he did some dangerous shit, and I remember going over to this place where he was staying, and we were out in the backyard, and he had this Gatorade bottle or two, and they were using it to fill up the gas for the mower, because they didn't have a gas can. And the gas station really wasn't that far. So it was like a walk, jump, and a skip. And, um... So then they had some extra gasoline left over. We took a wick. We took this... Uh, I don't know. It was like a handle to a paper bag. You know, if you ever go out to, like, Panera Bread or whatever, and they got those paper bags, you take the handle off of it. 
that's pretty much as close to a wick as you're going to get. And we used to drill out the top of the, the bottle and, and put that wick in it and fill it with gasoline, of course. Makes the perfect Molotov cocktail. Well, I mean, it doesn't break on impact, but the fire won't totally melt the bottle and then oh I'm not telling anybody out there to go do that <laughs> but it was pretty fucking cool it's pretty cool kind of like a little science experiment we had a little trouble with ours getting it to light because we were putting it out the side of the cap screwing it down and there's no way, once you light it, for it to get underneath that cap and into the bottle. So you really got to put a hole in the top of it. And with that hole in the top of it, you got to be careful not to drill it too big because the vapors from that gasoline is going to be coming straight out of the top of that hole. So when you go to light it, it'll fucking poof up and catch on fire in your hands. So don't want to do that. <clears throat> get the smallest drill bit that you can to kind of get that wick fixed in there before you even fill it with gasoline. Anyways, another swig. Like I said, I might fucking make another podcast. I got more beer to drink. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about, but I don't have a lot of battery left. But hey. Man. One more swing. Ooh. I keep saying one more swig, but there's like fucking three more in here. Gosh. That shit is fucking... I don't see how it's so smooth for being as cheap as it is. E&J VS has to be the most smoothest fucking brandy that I've ever tasted. That's so cheap. It's like fucking $3 for a pint. Or for a half pint. I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, I don't think that's a pint. Anywho. My fucking nose is stuffed up again. I don't know if it's because I got this, this fan in the window. The moisture that's blowing in. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I have really sensitive sinuses when it comes to, man, I'm make another podcast, so, till the next one, it was real, it was fun, but it wasn't real fun. <laughs> <laughs>